0: Hey, if you would like to help us out, you can go to Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV, kick us a couple bucks a month, and uh, get some cool stuff in return. Once again, that is Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV.
1: Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable
2: counterattacks with power and with confidence.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. Hey, you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a hunter's favorite. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses to the Forbidden Woods. Bob
0: was unable to join us uh, for the appendix, but uh, we encourage you to go check out his various ventures as well, such as Retronauts and his Twitter at Bob Servo.
1: Yeah, and other things to not Google in addition to tonsil <laughs> stone without uh, Bonfireside Chat as appendix stone. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we love Bob, and yeah. those, uh, you know, thank you very much for joining us. But it is uh, we record for a long time. Yeah, it is a lot to ask. We don't do not uh, you know do not fault anybody for mm-hmm. that. Um, so yeah, we're here to read your responses to the Forbidden Woods. I'll go ahead and get us started here with Emily, who says via contact. Reflecting back on the Forbidden Woods, I consider this area to be one of the more memorable, memorable and unique experiences I've had in a Souls game. The lower forest was long, disturbing, and disorienting as a maze, and it made me question everything I thought I knew about the setting of the game. When I finally reached what appeared to be the boss arena, I was reeling at the prospect of navigating through those woods again and again, (laughs) even with the not-so-generous shortcut factored in. The long, downward slog through the forest reminded me of those early treks down to the Armored Spider before I discovered the shortcut in 2-1. Unlike the Armored Spider, I stepped into the shadow of Yarnum blind and killed him on my first try. Good job. Uh, hmm. Desperation is a mighty drug. <laughs> On the whole, I remember the Forbidden Woods as a fun, creepy nightmare that filled me with dread and anticipation for the next chapter of the story. But I wonder if I would remember it so fondly if I was forced to go through it more than once. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I was forced to go through it more than once and still like it. But it, yeah. it's it's a like born of like respect. <laughs> you know, it's not like oh this area. You know, like we talked about uh, with with Hemwick. I love Hemwick, but Hemwick is. Ball's easy to me Mm -hmm. like i think that area is very easy it's also really really fun this i think is still very hard and challenging even now um but i still really like it
0: yeah i think the comparison to two one or two two is uh is is pretty apt i think Mm -hmm. or uh or or just any any of that yeah i suppose yeah two two one is is pretty apt just because nothing in the stone feign tunnels and demon souls i always forget that people who are listening to this might not have played Demon souls, um, but that—that uh, that, that is a comparison we're making, uh, where the, the even the best shortcut doesn't really seem to ameliorate the worst parts of the level.
1: Um, and and it's excruciating without the shortcut. Yeah, like that shortcut you find in two one, like does make a make a, a pretty big, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shortcut in two two, I think the reason why you said two two is because that shortcut is so memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but she specifically said armor spider, so I think yeah. she did mean two one. Yeah. In either case, like both those levels are really hard before you find the shortcut mm-hmm. is that kind of thing where it's like, man, I can, I have this anticipation of just having to do this again. Yeah.
0: Also um, enemies with really high resistance as well. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, that is another commonality
1: between them. Absolutely.
0: Mitz writes in via context, saying there are many things that stick out about the Forbidden Woods. For starters, this area won my award for the most fun drinking game level. Seriously, take a drink every time you see a snake and then try to find your way around. The thing that sticks out uh, the most for me, however, is the boss, the Shadow of Yardum. It's a callback to, uh, it, uh, call to Ornstein and Snow made it easily one of my favorite fights. Uh, when I fought them the first time, I thought, hey, badass assassins from Yarnum, Cool. Why do they have a Chikage, though? And, and, and there are some spoilers as he continues, but uh, we will gloss over that and say. Um, and then on later on another playthrough, I had one character in a later area and one character in this area, and everything kind of clicked. Right? Really, though, why do they have a Chikage?
1: That the thing about the Chicago is I think that you get that from the Vile Bloods. Mm-hmm. So it's another fucking piece of like weird, <laughs> conflicting information.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's that's super frustrating. Mm. Um Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. And we will we will talk about the secret, the thing that clicked mm-hmm. that uh, that he, he mentions here. Again, we're just trying to be respectful of people who are playing along with us, which I know they're out there, like people will tell us that. Yeah. Um, but uh soon, soon, spoiler hungry friends, your time will come. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doug says via contact. I spent a lot of time in the Forbidden Woods, mostly because the Forbidden Path that leads uh, to the Forbidden Village and through the Forbidden Elevator to the Forbidden Snake Pit makes for an excellent resource farm. But looking back on it, I started to wonder why it's the Forbidden Woods. There are multiple ways to access the woods, and only one of them requires a password, Fear the Old Blood. But presumably everyone in Yarnum knows that password, since they probably could sing it as some kind of regular hymn at church. As such, I couldn't riddle out exactly what was so forbidden about them, given that they were, there were few obstacles uh, to accessing them. One could argue that Yarnamites uh, were forbidden to go there because the woods were full of dangers. But since the streets of Yarnam itself are lousy with monsters, it's not like it's getting any worse out there. Moreover, it seems like passing through the woods is the only way to get to Bergenworth, uh, Hemwick, Kanehurst, and the small outpost post in the woods themselves. And it's not clear why anyone should be forbidden to visit those places. In fact, there are plenty of perfectly humanoid enemies milling about in the woods, suggesting that the Yarmanites are out there pretty regularly. In fact, I was a little surprised by the lack of enemy variety. The snake creatures are the only Forbidden Woods enemies that also don't appear in Yarnum. In fact, even the blue alien creatures appear in Yarnum more than they do in the woods, which makes me wonder uh, what they're doing so far away from their source, and why they're in the woods at all. Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I can't imagine the name Forbidden Woods was selected simply because it sounded spooky ooky. Your thoughts? P.S. I don't have the guidebook, but it seems not calling the giant snake snake balls Cobra Commanders is a missed opportunity. <laughs> I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, we um, we didn't really touch on those, but those uh, those giant snake balls are uh, a easy to avoid, but b very scary. And also makes me wonder in uh, in Mitch's response about the drinking game is are, are you counting just the snake balls because each of those has like five snakes inside of it? So are you drinking a, a quintuple,
1: <laughs> five fingers? Yeah, please? In either case, like that that's too much. That's too much booze. Yeah. For anybody that, that will that will murder uh <laughs> self murder you um the uh, we did we did talk about that um i don't think that the password is known to every yarnamite mm-hmm. i think it's known to willem and the people from bergenworth yeah but that uh lawrence probably didn't teach this this mm. hymn to or this this thing to everybody in the healing church yeah it, it, um,
0: it, it's the, the, the phrase fear the old blood is very much in line with what Bergenworth believes and operated under and very much against what the healing church and thus most of Yarnum what they were what they believed and were working towards.
2: So, yeah. So yeah.
0: Th- so the the, the the idea that this actually is a piece of forbidden lore. And in fact, you would have to commit heresy um in order to oh sure in in order to uh get past this does make this a little bit uh you know this is a verboten and scary place that you likely cannot return from societally
1: yeah and and when you say that there are more than one ways to get ways to get to it like there really aren't um you know this is just kind of the direct path to to bergenworth Mm -hmm. you know from here um so like it's not like uh you know the Hemwick is is actually different, and Canehurst is from Hemwick. Mm-hmm. Um, this is on the frontier, the same way those are, but there's not a direct path between them. You have yeah. to go to the Cathedral Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that it, it does make sense for it to be forbidden in that pathway, and given what is going on at um, it's the, you know it makes sense for it to be guarded.
0: Yeah. Dalton writes in via contact saying, I think I appreciate the Forbidden Woods more than I actually enjoyed playing through it. Uh, You look at it like an area like Darkroot uh, or the Shaded Woods and think, man, that sure was a difficult area to navigate. Uh, And then you look at the Forbidden Woods and there's really no comparison. It's so dense and believable with winding, interconnected trails sprawling the entire area. I loved playing through it the first time, but in repeat playthroughs, it has become that area that I dread going through every time, especially when trying to retrieve uh the immense amount of hidden items also there's lots of snakes it's like a it's like a room of 1000 snakes and just about as replayable yeah yeah this this area does kind of subvert that thing that you hold true about dark souls games which is that knowledge compresses space the, mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 there are a handful of, you know, areas that are like this. I would I would count Dark Root kind of among them, at least for the first couple of playthroughs, where the mental map that you put together of this place, it, it's it's really hard to keep consistent. And all the times that I've come back to it, it has similarly confused myself. I can't, I, you know, I haven't quite internalized it like I have the rest of the areas of these games.
1: Yeah, I don't, i like, Dark, this seems... That like that's much stronger than dark root in that respect yeah. to me because like dark root is a path mm-hmm. for most of it um, and it opens up into a couple areas but it still feels like rooms like it yeah. feels like you're in rooms and hallways mm-hmm. a little bit um, which is what video game levels are <laughs> um, this feels more like a forest to me a little bit yeah uh, just oh, because there are like underbrush areas you can walk through that are not marked trails and things like that like a little bit it's a little bit less uh, prescribed. For sure, this is just witherings. a more
0: intense flavor of a thing that I thought was pretty was pretty rough before. I think even like the Royal woods, which is yeah. also which is dark root, <laughs> but um yeah, yeah, like just uh you know just like they're they're varying degrees of of kind of a very similar idea,
1: yeah, 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 um, so Riley says via contact, my feelings on the zone were mixed at best for most of the game. The Gothic slash monster horror had begun to grind on me a bit at this point in my playthrough, especially after traversing Hemwick and really enjoying myself. For the longest time, the strange, obscured maze of an area came across to me as a bucktoothed and unnecessary. Uh, came across to me as bucktoothed and unnecessary, both from a lore perspective and a design choice. I mean, snakes, really? I did appreciate the square footage of the zone simply for having more Bloodborne to explore, though I ultimately felt a lack of uh, any major impression after passing through. It wasn't until I had revisited the area and my final sweep through the game before New Game Plus, they ended up really sinking my teeth into the hidden underbelly that betrays the seemingly more fantasy slash horror elements that preside preside on the uh, surface. I think my first revelation was when I ended up rolling off uh, uh, one of the edges when trying to complete a jump and ended up getting assailed by a swarm of these bulbous little alien fuckers, celestial minions, as I later learned from the guide. I died during my first encounter, but during the wait on the loading screen... I realize that this has been a massive foreshadowing of the story and thematic changes to come. After slogging my way through the Chalice Dungeons, it also put a former low-point boss, the Shadow of Yarnum, in a completely different light. Why were they able to use Pyromancy? Were they alluded to be Thumerians, since they make reference to the name of their queen and can use magic? Um, I don't really know. Most of this shit is just conjecture. But I definitely regret not taking a closer look at this zone on my first pass-through.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep, all good stuff. Agreed. I mean
0: it, it it is one of those things that does hold up very well at least thematically uh you know to a second playthrough.
1: It's very hard for me to leave an area without fully exploring it. Mm-hmm. In one of these games on the first time I get there and this area I almost did that but eventually did fully explore it and yeah. then we're coming to a later area that is a big swampy morass that like <laughs> I still feel like there are things there I've never gotten yeah like there are treasures there I've just never picked up because mm-hmm. it's so unfriendly it was it was um, very much
0: the case that there was stuff I didn't find because the first time I played the I uh, played through this I didn't have the guide And, you know, when I'm playing through it for the game or for for the show, I have the guide on my lap. So I'm keeping the areas straight and making sure there are not these, you know, side things that I'm missing. And it was very much the case that there were things that I did not find on my own, even when I was being thorough and, uh, uh, you know, on my first playthrough.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's hear Alvin writes in via contact saying, The Forbidden Woods are by far my favorite area of Bloodborne. The preponderance of organic forms made the occasional reuse of level architecture and assets, ahem, coffins and statuary, less grating on my suspension of disbelief. The introduction of, variation, uh, of variations, albeit ones seen in a different franchise on, on a familiar enemy types, added to the sense of displacement and mystery. I loved being lost in the Forbidden Woods. They also contain my favorite hint at a piece of lore. The tombstones, some of them uh, were malformed and organic looking. Indeed, it looked as though it were growing out of the rocks themselves, as though they were growing out of the rocks themselves. Or were they being subsumed? For hours, part of my internal critic had been mocking the seemingly impossible excess of artisanal tombstones. My mind reeled. Had Yarnam itself been cultured out of stone? Uh, what base principles of this world had I failed to assume? Or was I just reading too much into the dream-based aspects of the narrative? This is one of the reasons that I love Bloodborne
1: hmm um i didn't I didn't look at the tombstones and think they were growing out of the ground like that um, that's interesting though, yeah, like I just assume they were very old and worn,
0: yeah, like very like roughly um, roughly hewn, I don't know if he's referring to the kind of metastasizing peanut
1: rocks or not, yeah,
0: but uh, yeah,
1: yeah maybe like I, yeah i I don't uh no, I mean, he's definitely talking about tombstones mm-hmm. there. Um and I don't think the peanut rocks look like tombstones. Hmm. Um even if you're, you know, being very charitable. Like I think that he is referring to the tombstones, but that's an interesting idea. Um, you know, and it's the way that like sometimes if you look at old enough architecture it does look like it's grown out of the ground just because it's been there so much longer than you. <laughs> you know, it may as well be a piece of the the literal earth, you know, below you. Yeah. Um so I could definitely see that that impression. Yeah. Um but I just always took them as like very weathered. Um it's probably very moist there. <laughs> it's not a good environment for tombstones. Yeah. Lots of erosion. Um, Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron says, "By contact. There is a lot regarding the Forbidden Woods that's hard for me to connect to the rest of the lore. Aside from snakes exploding out of the necks of villagers here, and balls, uh, snakes and balls and uh, just snakes everywhere in the first place, but nowhere else in the game, it's the little blue celestials being there, which is probably your first encounter with them. They do show up in two other places later in the game. I don't want to spoil those episodes, so I don't mention them now. Thank you. Uh, but it seems like this location uh, is the most abstract place to find them lore-wise. I'm curious as to your thoughts about why specific ones are here and what connection they might have to the woods and the unique swamp monster you find near them uh, that contains glowing orbs or flyer flies hovering around. Yeah. Or unique swamp you encounter. Yes.
0: Yeah, a swamp monster. Um, I, I'm I, I my eyes. are. No, no. Are I know what you mean. I was, just, I was just giving you a shit. I do it all the time. Um, yeah, I think it's a color out of space thing. Like the fact that they are there, they are affecting the ecology around them.
1: Yeah. And, and we talked about where they may have come from in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my best guess. It very well could be wrong, but my best guess is a Yosafka did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean writes in via Facebook
0: saying it was at this point in my initial playthrough that I thought the narrative was starting to make some sense. Then Sneeple and Shadows appeared, while, uh, while the area continues to elude my understanding of its story and place in the world, I really enjoy the horrific atmosphere combined with the surprisingly on-the-nose references to the Shadow of innsmouth I think the level design is wonderful in the woods, and the ladder under Yarnum provided my most singular moment of delight in the game, as I tried explaining like a lunatic to my partner why this subterranean ladder was so amazing. <laughs> uh this area so covered in atmosphere in snakes uh did not disappoint with the shadows bloodborne allows you to run forever practically and my fight against them would prove to be this in lieu of coming up with a strategy i was content to engage in yakety sax guerrilla warfare a strategy uh that only uh that felt only felt more appropriate uh as the fight became one against flaming sneeple uh, uh and ending with the best representation of tremors i've seen in a video game to date have you played zombies at my neighbor's He continues, (laughs) while this area feels akin to the Cathedral Ward uh, and that it is less of a story and more of a series of moments, the atmosphere and progression felt much more satisfying to me, uh, and the wildly different setting uh, only makes my feelings towards the area more charitable. This could be a spoiler, but from our masters of knocking you down a peg, feeling powerful after defeating the shadows. The last thing I expected was to be so thoroughly murdered by a mosquito. Uh, But that is a story for another time and what I'm sure you guys will have plenty uh, to talk about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's some Bergenworth stuff. Yeah. Uh, Sneeple is, is a thing from the TV show Steven Universe so i (laughs) I didn't know that but i looked it up while you were gone to see whether it was needed to be in the the show notes Uh uh-huh and that is a show i have i've never seen that's So everyone loves it that's really well like
0: people are talking about that as like the heir apparent to like adventure time right not that adventure time needs an heir but like it is it is spoken about with the same enthusiasm
1: yeah people love it and it's supposed to be really good i've just never seen it but i guess snake people and or sneeple are a big steven universe thing Hmm. so thanks know your meme (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) yeah so uh yeah just just point it out there because i was just like what is he talking about i I thought he was just Um, being
0: clever i mean it's it's so clever it is a it is a clever thing but i i totally thought of that as a as a sean original
1: it's gonna be interesting when we actually do talk about that mosquito and the next episode because if we were literally just holding you know just covering that area it would be like the lore richest (laughs) encounter scantest thing Mm -hmm. we've ever done for the show yeah it'd be like if we did ash lake as an episode on its own Mm -hmm. you know um, which we almost did, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it is so, so small, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that episode too, Me because too. not least of which, because we can stop dodging spoilers. <laughs> Me too. Um, the, uh, which is trickier than maybe it comes off. Yeah. Um, and finally just closing us off with a little bit of just funning uh i life's not worth it worth living yeah uh, um, it's, it's, it's taken
0: us a couple of years to realize no continue
1: yeah just funny um actually some uh, hopefully actually just fun fun uh sam says via contact i've been playing along with the show and i've been disappointed with the visuals in bloodborne i have a really hard time distinguishing path from wall enemy from landscape and not in a way that feels meaningful i feel like the power of the ps4 is getting misused to give too much detail on the terrain too much clutter and paths and character silhouettes I got hopeful when you guys talked up the change in setting after Cathedral Ward, but even outside the city, the color palette never seems to saturate, and visually busy walls turned into just as distracting rocks and grass. In the Dark Souls 2 season, Gary praised the game for not being afraid to be pretty. I'm left wondering what happened to the easy-to-read visuals in Bloodborne. That is a fair criticism, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think I agree with you, Sam. Like, for as pretty as this game looks and still um it it, like the 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 detail makes it hard to hard to navigate i mentioned it a little bit in the main episode but also go back and see the lords of the fallen episode like yeah the, the the amount of detail that is thrown in here i think that i think that once developers get it out of their system they're going to realize that uh that proper signposting and pathfinding um is more is more important than number of particle effects and z maps and stuff like that
1: Oh, totally. Like, it's, and it's a it's a this-generation console problem in general. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, haven't played Batman a lot of PS4 games. Yeah, totally. Batman is so hard to read. Like, you, as soon as you start it, you need to crank the brightness up to 100%. And even mm-hmm. then, like, that's part of the reason why I feel like such an idiot whenever I get in my Batmobile, because I <laughs> feel all cool and then immediately run over, like, six mailboxes because they look like the ground. Yep. You know, there's nothing to mm-hmm. to differentiate them. Um, And it's one of those things, like, is a bummer about Bloodborne that, like, Like, I really love Bloodborne, but it's interesting the way that this is settling, and not just with me, but with, like, other people, Mm -hmm. you know, who I'll I'll see on Twitter. Um, The Twin Humanities guys I know have talked about it quite a bit, where it's just kind of, like, it's not the great white hope that, like, you know, necessarily it was meant to be. Like, it's very cool, and I'm really interested in the direction and really happy to talk about it and play it, and I really love it. But, Mm -hmm. like, the, I mean, it just makes it seem sillier when people were just like... God, thank God that Dark Souls 2 tastes out of my mouth. Jesus Christ. It's like, <laughs> oh, this, that, this is another example of something I think Dark Souls 2 concretely did better mm-hmm. than Bloodborne. Like, inarguably did better. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, I really like some of these environments. I like looking at these little details, but in a museum sense. Mm-hmm. And they are getting in the way of game design or, like, level design consistently Yeah. Um, in this game. And mm-hmm. that area that I roughly alluded to, that like kind of swampy area... They're talking about that's a big problem with that as well, mm-hmm. because you it's even coming down to like landmarks, like when every wall just looks like a busy, the same busy pile of like plants mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, you, it's like if you're not making choices in what you place there because you can place everything there, there's nothing to differentiate one direction from another in the skyline. It's a, matter, you know, it's a matter
0: of clear communication, right? Like if, if this was verbal communication and you, and you threw in as many adjectives as you could, the point of the sentence would be obscured and the entire venture would become pointless, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is, it, it is exactly that in a visual and kind of spatial sense.
1: Well, well simultaneously being very pretty, like the mm-hmm. game is very pretty and I, I like the way that it looks. Like it's mm-hmm. not like it is a, a bad looking game. Same thing with Batman. Like it's not a bad looking game. It's a good looking game. But man, <laughs> I want developers to learn to design for this generation of hardware visually, mm-hmm. you know, and just like just you, it is the sense of just like, oh, we can do that now. <laughs> like, just because you can, you know, just be, you know, that, do,
0: yeah, Dr. Ian Malcolm. um, Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that uh, the, a little bit of restraint would be super cool. We get it out of your system and like use it for good. I, I, I really appreciate the amount of atmosphere that is present in this game and I'm even willing to, you know, brook a little bit of like monochromatic stuff for as much as I like how colorful, um, dark souls two is and see that as an, as an asset, like all of it combines together to make me, you know, kind of excited to see what happens once, <laughs> once they feel like they don't have anything to prove about how powerful yeah. this, uh, this new hardware is and you know, the things they can do with it, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's a really like it's two issues because the detail thing and then the, the monochromatism mono-chrom- because like, <laughs> I just did a quick, you know, inventory in my head of the areas we still have left mm-hmm. to talk about in Bloodborne. And, like, there are no colorful areas in Bloodborne. Like, there's nothing brightly colored that yeah. I can think of. Like, a you know, it's it just, like, not a thing that exists in this game, which mm-hmm. is a function of genre. But when it's put up against this this kind of visual clutter, it's a one-two punch that's just, like, not for the good of the game, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah. but you know, and again, still shots are beautiful and they're all like beautiful little museums to walk into. Mm -hmm. Like it is fun to look at the the individual objects. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. You kind of get the sense that like maybe they would have wanted to do more of that in Mm -hmm. earlier games that they were able to. Yeah. Um, like I think that's something that they like, they want these, these areas to look lived in and dirty and used. Mm-hmm. And one way to do that is just have piles of shit everywhere. <laughs> and that's why my basement looks lived in dirty and used. <laughs> Cause there are piles of shit everywhere. <laughs> the, uh, I was meaning to talk so, to so you about like, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, like I got a shit bucket and a piss bucket <laughs> because it inconveniences <laughs> me to go to the bathroom.
0: Like step over um, here to my toilet kitchen. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But Mm -hmm. anywho, I agree with you, Sam. Yep. Um, And And yeah, that's it. If you have anything to say about uh, the
0: Hypogean Jail or uh, Bergenworth College, uh, go ahead and write in at duckfeed.tv slash contact. There are a couple of uh, responses and um, uh, some parts of responses that we either had to leave out or uh, modify. Uh, That's because they alluded to some spoiler things that we're not quite ready to talk about, or we don't want to uh, ruin for somebody who is listening uh, with virgin ears. So I apologize if we modify that. Um, Other reasons that a response might not get in is if it is too wordy or too long uh we really definitely we read all of them and appreciate them but uh stuff that is more concise um and about an experience or, or an observation is going to be more likely to get in um and uh that is just some, something where we are not holding it against you uh if we don't read it but uh that that is something that we have to take into account when we're putting these together
1: yeah we just don't want the you know the people who who are counting on not having spoilers cuz some of the things that we cut out of response in this one refer to end game shit um, so, like, you know, we don't want to blindside anybody with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're not blindsiding them, we're giving them a warning. Mm-hmm. Next episode, we talk about how, you know, Solaire came <laughs> back from the dead and decided to, uh, spray his own blood. Yeah. All over Gwyn and <laughs> cause the founding of Yarnum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Blood, blood is the sun. Um, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and so you, and if you have responses about that, you can do that. You can also rate review us on iTunes. Hit us up on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the shorter recording sessions we've ever had, but I'm so out of it. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. Like I've just been you know, staring at screens too much or something. Yeah, but my eyes are swimming, uh, so I need to stop recording. Okay, but um, yeah, so uh, you can stay tuned for some. Maybe there's some deleted. I'm going an out here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there are. Let's. Uh, uh, let's just end the episode. Let, let, or like let's we can record both or something. Yeah. No, no, may,
0: maybe there's an easter egg after this, maybe not. I think that, you know, like life there is going to be some uncertainty about how this is going to end. You know, after you hear the the, the closing themes on there might be more audio, maybe not. You know, it's yeah. just uh, it's just one of those things. We won't know until the final edit. But uh regardless, yeah. we really hope to see you next time.
1: Just keep listening and and use the pendant in the right place and you'll hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more
2: soon. From what I hear, he has to kill uh, a a certain number of grandmas before the year's up.
0: Yeah. I mean, otherwise he has a surplus. And then they don't give him enough. They don't don't give him as many grandmas next time.
2: It's a free market. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Like the the value of a grandma is determined by the free market if you just Mm -hmm. relax. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's been infinite for too long, and now we need to start driving the... that price down. <laughs> it's it's the invisible handrail in the shower. Very cool. Whoa, are you still there, Cole?
2: He was like, Cole was uh, electrocuted.
1: Yeah, he What's... he got called to the rapture. <laughs> One second. Oh okay. man. Okay.
2: Now now Cole has like the old timey radio filter on. Well, I think he lives inside he...
1: the podcast now. He's been. He's been... <laughs>
0: I, I turned into the the lawnmower man. Uh, one second, I'm yeah. sorry about this. I'm having some this. Uh, I think this DBX is going bad.
2: One moment. Now all the Skypes are going to start ringing at once.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like the electric electricity gremlin and gremlins too. Like he can trans, you know, uh, transport through those th- kind of things.
2: Looking forward. to I think to that. his greatest power was uh, being a cartoon. That that gremlin.
1: Oh yeah. Wasn't he just yeah, like yeah, a yes. piece
2: of animation, like just layered over things? That was so cool
1: yeah i like that oh, movie. Yeah, for sure oh yeah like that, that movie is wonderful like it's so weird um because because the the way that he becomes an electricity gremlin is through mixing uh gremlin dna with the dna of lightning um so <laughs> if someone has ever managed to uh to extract the dna of lightning and uh yeah i need to watch it that again gremlin.
2: i have fond memories of uh, tony curtis gremlin being very like a fed oh, and yeah. uh Patronizing yeah, he, he, to humans, he
1: grows glasses out of his his self, so glasses are part of his uh, his like molecular structure. It's Test so one weird. two.
0: Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. For okay. f- for a moment, I was Johnny Depp in the Singularity. So
1: you know, that we all remember that movie.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Limitless, yes.
1: Oh no, but you know, it's it's like that was like Bradley Cooper. I, I haven't yeah, seen it though. Yeah, oh. that's B Cooper yeah after fresh off the heels of fighting the adjustment bureau <laughs>
0: um so oh my gosh i walked into a room i was a little bit i was a little bit late to a meeting today i work work is shit and i i, I have no fucks to give anymore but i walked into the room and i said i came as fast as i could and boy are my arms tired <laughs> <laughs> so, so i just yeah. wanted to get that out because i also yeah. referenced limitless in that very meeting so oh okay